Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. And welcome back in, our number two. And uh, those of you, thank you for all of we got a huge turnout on this election for the baddest of the bad. Uh, get to those, and uh, probably in our next break, I'll run those over again for people who are just tuning in and have not gotten the four cases that we're talking about. But in the meantime... I want to share with you uh, some of the the other comments that are coming in, some of these with regard to the the voting that's coming in. This one says, this is from uh, Texter0313, they're all winners, but I would vote for number two, not only for the cruelty portion, but to teach his son to be like him. Most parents want their children to be better and do better. Yeah, he takes the cake. That's in regard to our nutria torturer. Uh, Here's one that says, don't pollute our waters and waste our crawfish. That's from the worm. Um, we got this one, that number four dude needs to be put under the jail. That's the three-time cheater. Uh, here's one that says, uh, Happy New Year. My vote has to be number four, the family man. Definitely not father knows best material. I wonder how many people remember that show from the 60s or maybe the 50s, Father Knows Best. Hoping the outdoor weather works out for all fishermen, hunters, and melaton growers in 2024. That's from our friend David Hubble. Yeah, that uh, drought and heat killed my melatons. Maybe I'm hoping for a better 2024 with that in regard. All right, here's one, uh, my wish for the New Year's, for everyone to get out and enjoy the great outdoors that Louisiana has to offer. Get your kids involved, and for me to get to our camp in Dulac, more this year to relax and unwind. Thank you for that wish. Uh, we're hearing from Bo Louie in Destrahan, wishing everyone a happy New Year. Toby, where you been, Toby? He's checking in. He's voting for number two. Damn shame what some people will do. He's headed to the deer stand on the Pearl and Angie, the rut in full effect. Yeah, in that area, that this is it. Christmas to New Year's, that's the peak. Uh, here's one. Good morning, Don. Eight years ago, I heard your show for the first time. Since then, I bought a house on Lake Catherine, two boats, and I've met people that I now call family. Thanks so much to your show and your listeners. That's Ben from Mississippi. That makes me Feel good, Ben, to know that uh, I'm getting people involved in the outdoors to, to that extent. Congratulations. And let's see. Here's one. Uh, the good thing about Governor Landry's wildlife and fisheries appointment is she has little or no on-the-job experience, but she's also has no felony. Happy New Year. Throw all the bad guys in jail and mistreat the one who corrupted the juvenile. We're going to try to get uh, Governor Landry, Governor-elect now, and also his new secretary of the department of wildlife and fisheries to come on the air and tell us their uh vision for a new wildlife and fisheries and 
I don't know if we'll do it on this program or another format, but I will let you know, and hopefully that will be shortly after they, they both get into office. Uh, here's one that says, um, uh, let's see, seems to me that in the state known as Sportsman's Paradise, Jeff Landry could have found a more experienced outdoors person from Louisiana to head wildlife and fisheries. Don't believe he did his homework. Well, we had another one similar to that. All right, here's one. Uh, finally got to use that marker 54 shrimp lure. Yeah, we talked about that with Daryl Carpenter. It was great. Thanks for the recommendation. And the vote is for case number three. That's Big E in Thibodeau. And let's see, we've got this one. The bad boy loser should be sent back to the pokey for using his wife and son to help commit the crimes. Um, and then we have 30 citizen scientists are worshiping in your Bayou Cathedral by conducting the annual Christmas bird count in the wilderness surrounding Thibodeau, hosted by BTNEP, beginning at sunrise. Well, congratulations, and hope you all enjoy it. Um, here's the snake doctor checking in. He's casting his vote for number four. Uh, Jeff from Arpa, he nominates the gross litterer. It's a major problem, even though the nutrient torture is very disturbing. Uh, here's Gary LaFleur, Nickel State Biology Department. Said that, um, let's see, there's so many of these, they kind of jump. I think it said something about that not all biologists have the same feeling as the one that said there was nothing wrong with cutting off the tail. Um, Here's one that says, I vote for number four. One of the most rewarding things in life is to be a positive influence on a child. Shame, shame. And here's one working the roadside down by Highway 1, have to vote for the illegal taxidermist as the baddest of the bad boys. Someone wants bank fishing spots in Plaquemine Parish. Plaquemine Parish, go to Fort Jackson, fish over the levee in the Mississippi River, all kinds of fish in there with it being low. Uh, also wants a spot in St. Bernard. I would say uh, the road right down there from between Shell Beach and Hopedale, when the water gets a little cold, it's going to stack up with those redfish. It happens every year. Go when it's very, very cold. And Grand Isle, Highway 1, uh, anywhere between Fouchon and Grand Isle, those roadside uh, canals and ditches can, can pay off. All right, got a lot more of these to get in. Uh, this one says, I wonder if the new Secretary of Wildlife and Fisheries has received her welcoming gifts from the Menhaden fishing industry. Happy New Year. Well, we know the outgoing governor had a, a, a soft spot in his heart for the Menhaden fishing industry, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what happens with the pogey boat. Someone said they should have been on this list of the bad boys for the, the net spill and all the bycatch problems they caused. Well, they, they weren't really charged and convicted, so maybe we'll get them on as the baddest of the bad for 2024. We're going to keep an eye on them like Santa does. All right, we come back after this. I'm going to share a report from Captain Mike Gallo. He is not going to be live with us because he's headed for Bora Bora. But he's got a report for us, and we'll share it with you right after we pause three minutes for this quick break on the outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress-them-on-the-third-date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. 
Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. And that is the walk-up music for one Captain Mike Gallo, Angling Adventures of Louisiana, who is on his way to Bora Bora with his bride, Jacqueline. I hope they have a great time. He told me that he made his annual January deer hunt, well, late-season deer hunt. Uh, unsuccessful, didn't really see anything uh, that he was ready to shoot. But uh, he's anyway, he's headed out of town. Uh, he did furnish a report, which I'll give to you in just a moment. But first, I want to tell you about CETO. They bring you this report. And uh, no more important time to get a CETO uh, arrangement, get a contract with them than now. It's hypothermia season. You don't want to be stranded in the marsh, and you won't be if you have a CETO policy because they will tow you in from wherever to wherever. They will deliver you fuel if you run out. If you need an electrical jump start, they'll bring you that. And it's on every boat that you own or you are a passenger on. So if you want to get signed up, I suggest you do it. Do it now. Call Captain Chris. One phone call. That's all. 504 is the telephone number, and it's uh, 301-4545. 504-301-4545. If you want to do it online, it's even easier. Just go to CETO.com. You could probably do it right now. Here's Captain Mike's report. Uh, with the recent cold weather, the temperatures where he's fishing, which is including Lake Catherine, Lake Bourne, Biloxi Marsh, Lake Pontchartrain, he said it's in the mid to low 50s, and that's pretty chilly for the inside waters. Uh, he says when he's fishing in those conditions, he's looking for redfish, black drum, or sheephead early in the morning. As the day warms up, and we've heard this from some of our other reporters, that's when the speckled trout start getting a little more active. Uh, he says downsizing your tackle can make a big difference. He uses really sensitive rods, uh, the Fenwick world-class rods and a medium-heavy action uh, he puts Berkeley Vanish 100% fluorocarbon in a very light 10-pound test. He downsizes his hooks to number one size and fishes that drop shot rig. He'll also downsize when he's using plastics. He'll cut down the matrix shad from the 3-inch to a smaller 2-inch. He likes the natural colors, avocado or magneto. He says if you're fishing live shrimp, remember fish slow. He'll start where it's deep with little current. If that's not productive, he'll still fish deep water, but move into where the water could be moving a little more. This week, Lake Catherine and the Mr. Go were the productive areas. He says, stay safe and a happy new year. That's from our buddy, Captain Mike, at Angling Adventures of Louisiana. All right, uh, we're still taking. We're going to do this right up until the end of this hour when we announce the baddest of the bad. We're still taking your votes and uh, in just a few minutes, I'll run down those again for those of you who are just tuning in. But I do have some other comments coming in. This one about our new uh, ex the secretary, which secretary is really not the good word, I don't believe. It's the head of the Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries, has been appointed by Jeff Landry. Her name is Madison Shahan. She is the former executive director of the South Dakota Republican Party. She's only been there for less than a year. Uh, before that, she worked on the Trump 2020 presidential campaign. She is 26 years old, and she will be one of the youngest people to hold a cabinet position in Louisiana history. 
Governor-elect Landry said her qualifications included captaining the women's rowing team at Ohio State and worked on leadership issues with the university's football coach at the time, Urban Meyer. Outside of that, I'm not sure. We will try to find out. We're going to invite her to come on. If not this program, there will be maybe another format that's a little better, and I will let this audience know if you want to get in touch with her, call, ask some questions. And also if we can get Jeff Landry to come on and tell us about his vision of what he sees is necessary and how he will retrofit the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries. It certainly uses it. As one of our listeners brought up, at least she's clean, doesn't have any felonies. Uh, which is more than we can say for the past two heads of the Department of Wildlife and Fisheries that were appointed by outgoing Governor John Bell Edwards. All right, we come back after this time out. We're going to get some more fishing reports. we got a paddler's report with Brendan Bayard. He's headed out with a buddy of mine, Lance Burgos. They're going out to find some fish, and he's going to talk about that minimalist challenge. If you're a kayaker, the Bayou Coast Kayak Club uh, puts on a lot of great tournaments, and this is one of the best. We'll get some details on that and some advice where you might find fish and how to catch them. It's the Paddler's Report next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. And I want to remind you, our Paddler's Report is a presentation of Massey's Outfitters. You're going to find three locations. Uh, There's one on the north shore of Lake Pontchartrain around Covington. There's also one in Mid-City, New Orleans, one in Baton Rouge. You're going to find the best kayak fishing models. Also, some of that uh, ski apparel that's very hard to find in these areas for those of you who are planning a ski trip for the upcoming Mardi Gras holidays, which many people do. Also have demo days. You can actually call Massey's, tell them which type of kayak you're interested in, and they will bring one out to the demo day where you can go and try and ride before you buy. Check it out. You're on Facebook and also have a website, Massey, M-A-S-S-E-Y, Outfitters.com. Brendan Bayard joins us now, and Brendan's got a little bit of a fishing report for us, and he's headed out with a friend of mine, Lance Burgos. What are you all going to catch and, or try to catch this morning, and where are you going to do it, Brendan? Uh, we're going to fish some dead-end canals early on here. We're trying to find uh, places that are, you know, over 10 feet deep, not much tide movement, something to hold that water temperature a little bit warmer than the surrounding shallows that have cooled off significantly as the sun goes down every night. Um, sometimes you can find water that's probably, you know, five degrees warmer, and those fish kind of stack up in those areas. We're uh, bouncing around to a few places like that today. Uh, we plan to do that in the morning, and then in the afternoon, we're going to go hit some uh, shallow mud flats that I've had success on on these cold days when uh, that sun heats up that mud. Those fish kind of stack back up in there uh, in the afternoons. Well, I know you have kayak will travel. What part of the state are you going to be doing that? Although that's good advice and a good technique no matter where you are. Yeah, I'm down LA1 today. Uh, I have several spots in different parts of the state that I do the same exact thing on. I I have a lot more spots on LA one than some other areas. So that's why I headed here today. Uh, I plan on going on Monday down highway 23 and doing the same thing. I just like to change it up and, you know, see the different parts of the state, you know, and do the same thing. Uh, Brendan, is it a fallacy that you can catch big trout in the dead of winter or is it possible? It is possible. Uh, I definitely like uh, the warmer days um, to catch the big fish on. Uh, some days you get lucky and you find a big fish uh, or big fish stacked up in some of these uh, 
these dead-end holes like this. Uh, I'm, I have more faith in the afternoon to find bigger trout. This morning I'm probably going to, you know, catch a bunch of dinks and, you know, redfish mixed in there. Uh, and these dead ends, they seem to be the ones that I, I usually find in those deeper holes. But in the afternoon, a lot of times I'll find those bigger fish kind of in the mud and just fishing really slow. And they kind of almost bury themselves halfway in the mud like a blanket. And you just have to drag it across their face and get lucky. To find those deep holes, what kind of a depth finder do you recommend for a kayak? Uh, I just have a you know pretty run-of-the-mill cheap Lowrance. Um, I'm not looking for anything significant. I'm not. I don't have like a side scan or, or anything like that. I just have something that tells me the temperature and my depth and uh, a little bit of uh, surface uh, clarity. Like sometimes you can tell if there's you know, a hard bottom or a soft bottom, but, but really in a kayak, I mean, I don't think you need anything super sophisticated, uh, runs all day on a little eight amp battery. So, uh, that's all I really need. Good. All right. Bayou coast kayak fishing club. One of the sponsors of this feature, they put on some very nice tournaments and some interesting ones. One of the most interesting is called the minimalist challenge and it's scheduled for January 20th. For someone that might want to join the club and participate in this, tell them what's in store for them. How does it work, and where will it be? Uh, this year we're going to be back in Leeville. Uh, that's kind of our traditional place. It's over at the uh, public launch in Leeville. So if you're planning on fishing that day and you're not a kayaker, I would probably stay away from the Leeville launch as it's kind of hectic day with 100-plus uh, cars parked over there. Um, we we found that that's kind of the best place to to branch out and launch in all directions so we can have a, a shotgun launch but have enough area to spread out in. And uh, we've been doing that, this tournament, gosh, for, you know, almost 16, 17 years now. Uh, the format is everybody gets a bag of lures. You have to use what's in the bag only. And at the end of uh, the fishing day, you, you come back to the launch and everybody weighs in their bag and see who wins. Some people say it's because BCKFC is real cheap. They want to save money on lures, but that's not really it. It's who can do the most with the least is what they do. Well, listen, uh, good luck to you and Lance. Uh, is there a little friendly competition between you guys when you fish together? Uh, yeah, sometimes we do a little lunch wager or a dinner wager, depending on how long we're going to stick it out. But, uh, you know, I think we're both planning on coming back on uh, Monday, so – might have to, uh, you know, do the wager uh, p- payoff in, back in Baton Rouge. Who knows? <laughs> All right. Best of luck to both of you, and have a happy new year. And thanks so much for doing your reports for us all year. People really appreciate them, and so do I. Yeah, I love doing it too, Don. Thank you. Have a nice new all right. year. All right, we'll try. Brendan Bayard, one of our two field reporters. Next week we'll hear from uh, – the Captain Quint lookalike, I call him, Eric Mohabarak. All right, we come back after this. Bad Boys of the Outdoors. I don't have one specific one. I got four stories. If you're just tuning in, we're getting the vote in. And, Janice, you got to tell me, uh, you got a dead heat? Don't dead. tell us which ones, but you got a tie going we on. We got a dead heat tie going on uh, for the two top leaders. And then we had the two bottom leaders are almost dead, dead tied last. Right. So. 
We'll see how that goes. you got 30 minutes to get your vote in. I'll tell you the cases again and the number to call right after this on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And, uh, yes, we, uh, we're still in uh, a dead heat, and I'm told I may have to cast a deciding vote. No, I think I'll let our, our producer, Colin Steele, if we need a, a deciding vote, we'll let him make the deciding vote. But continue to cast your vote. I'm going to give you the cases again in case you're just tuning in. But I want to get to some questions and comments on our text message board this morning. Uh, this one comes from Ying Lin. Uh, my question is, do you need a hunting license for small game with an air rifle? You absolutely do, no matter what type of equipment, whether it's a bow, a crossbow, or air rifle, high-powered rifle, shotgun, you need a hunting license. All right, uh, here's one, uh, another vote for the uh, the pogey boat that dumped the better part of a million dead fish. I guess that's a write-in vote. You know, we're going to try to include them on 2024, because I'm sure we're going to have some more information on that, and maybe they'll uh, compete in, in that venue. Uh, let's see. we got some more texts coming in. Um, more concerns about the new Secretary of Wildlife and Fisheries Commission. And I understand that because this 26-year-old who has no formal experience in ecology, biology, conservation, but uh, she's got a clean record. She doesn't have any felonies. Um, but, again, shes I don't know how much she can learn in a short period of time. I don't want someone in there that's got to learn as they go about all the different issues we're faced with here. Hopefully she gets her homework done, has some good assistance and some advisors. And I say like some of our other listeners, let's give her a chance and see. I mean, I have no problem criticizing someone if they don't do their job or they shouldn't belong in that job. But, Let's don't say that this soon. We will find out. Another one says she probably will not stay very long either. Well, we'll find out. Uh, John Terrebone taking the beagles out. Going to get the uh, the bunny rabbits. Good luck to you. Uh, let's see. We got, uh, you know, they're having a, look like they're on track to have a great rabbit season. And here's one. Some of us have more time in the outhouse than Miss Shahan has on planet Earth. I'm skeptical about this appointment. I sure hope Louisiana doesn't suffer for this one. That's from Old Man Sam. And here's one, Jeff Landry, giving her this position as head of Louisiana Department of Wildlife and Fisheries is like Joe Biden getting Hunter Biden on the board of an oil and gas company. Nowadays, it's not about qualifications, simply politics. And by the way, votes for number four, low-life dad. And here's another one regarding the thing. If she is able to work free of Louisiana political pressures, her job is to make running large operations. We should give her time to straighten up the mess her predecessors have left. And we will see that. Her job will be to give them room to do their jobs without politicians sticking their noses in decisions. She's obviously good at running those large operations. And uh, let's see, those are the people that need to be experienced and familiar with our fish and wildlife program. Sound decisions based on recommendations of her staff. All right, when we come back after this, I'm going to run down those four cases in the next 20 minutes to get your vote in. Great turnout, by the way. We'll be back to run them down for you after we let our local stations identify themselves on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, you got about 20 minutes to get your votes in. It's a very, very close call between two of our contestants. Case number one, the bad boys of the SEC, two guys, one from Alabama, one from Georgia. Over 2,500 bird eggs were smuggled in along with almost 800 bird mounts, buzzards, eagles, hawks, rails, owls, parrots, canaries, 
Woodpeckers are facing some serious federal charges. That's case number one. Case number two, the Nutria torturer, Harris Dehart, a 45-year-old man from Patterson, uh, had a juvenile in the boat with him. He gaffed a live Nutria, cut the tail off, and released it still alive, charged with aggravated cruelty to animals as well as contributing to the delinquency of that juvenile. That's case number two. Vote by case, name, or number. Case number three, the mud bug litterbugs. That's the guy, Adam Fry and Austin Barbier, uh, dumped 80 sacks of dead crawfish. Well, I'd love to have 80, just one sack of crawfish. 80 is way too much to waste. Gross littering, no license, and lots of other charges, including the big one, violation of interstate commerce, fined up to 2850 and possible 120 days in jail. And our final nominee is case number four, the case of the three-time cheater, a guy named Chase Kaminsky. Got a lot done in his 36 years. He killed like five deer out of season using his wife's tag, didn't have a license, didn't have a permit. He didn't tag them properly because he used his wife's tags who said she never killed a deer. Then he got convicted of cheating in that walleye tournament that made national headlines. He went to jail for trying to win money by sticking lead weights into the fish before they were weighed. And then to top it off, he sends his own son into a bowling alley to pass off counterfeit $100 bills. Our three-time bad boy cheater, that's case number four. All right, 504-260-1870, you text that number and cast your vote, number one, two, three, four, or by name, and we'll have the tally made up by the end of the show and tell you who wins the coveted 2023 bad, baddest of the bad for the year 2023. We'll be back to talk to Captain Ryan Lambert. Going to be duck hunting with him next week. Find out what the prospects are and also for fishing down Highway 23. Back with Ryan after this. And the plastic man is one Captain Ryan Lambert. And Captain Lambert, what are you up to this morning as we head into a new year? Well, I cook breakfast. <laughs> That's a got good all, start. Got all my fishermen out because we can't duck hunt because there's no water. Yeah. That west wind sucked the water dry. I mean, that marsh. I mean, you were, if you was in a canal, you were looking eye to eye with the marsh standing up in your boat. <laughs> Ooh. But uh, but you could have caught every redfish in the world. I mean, I limited out in 20 minutes. I had my limit of reds. Caught a bunch of trout before that. Right when I was getting ready to go in, my customer says, can we catch a few redfish at 4.30? <laughs> sure we can. No problem. I go out there and caught a limit in no time. And yeah. then, uh, Look, you- I got to ask you, I, I got a, a figure here. The Mississippi River is at 1.1 feet. Is that right? Right. Yeah, it is absolutely gorgeous. That's incredible. It's hard to launch a boat. <laughs> wow. I don't, remember if, the, I don't know if I ever remember it being that low. Yeah, but about uh, 12 years ago in 2018, was it 18? No, 2012, it was like that. Hmm. So, and then, then the year of Katrina was like that as well, and it stayed Till February that year, I don't know if we're gonna get it that long this year because we got a few few uh, fronts up there. But it sure is good, buddy. Big old thumper trout and reds, whatever you want. It's a, it bass. I don't care what you want. It's just then now the catfish moved in. The channel cats and the blues are moving in because of the cold. And they, I mean, it is just crazy fishing right now. Yeah. And it's you know we having a ball, but the duck hunt this week was was so so because. We had no wind, and then we got a wind. It was a west wind. It blew all the water out, so you couldn't get to the blinds. So we're going to fish this morning. We're going to try to hunt this evening. But the birds are a little stale, and if, if there's no wind, 
they'll cup and come right to you and right before you can kill them, they they out. You know, and that's why I hate them so much. Yeah. <laughs> well, <laughs> well, we got a trip planned next week. I hope the tides will be better then, doesn't it? The tides are good. We're gonna look good. They'll be, be good, good next we just, weekend. Yeah. Get some wind where we can kill some birds. I mean, this should have drove a few more birds in, but I, I couldn't tell because there was no water in the marsh couldn't, at all. None. Couldn't so, get out there. Yeah. So we'll see what happens. You know, it's it's duck hunting, but. Thank God we got the fishing right now because, you know, we, we had limits of ducks and fish like crazy, you know, until a week and a half ago. And then, then it all turned with the full moon section. And, you know, it just went weird on us. But I think it's going to get better again. Yep. You know, you uh, follow uh, you follow Louisiana's outdoor issues really closely because it's it's your career, it's your hobby, it's your life, yeah. it's everything. All right, what do you think about this appointment to the head up the wildlife and fisheries as 26-year-old wow, with wow, no wow. experience? I mean, you know, I, I hate to just, you know, say, ah, oh, this is a terrible choice. He's not going to work out. Well, I believe I, in I giving everybody like a chance, but just the qualifi- lack of qualifications is glaring. I, I, it was a political appointment, but you got to give the young lady a chance. I mean, she might be great, you know. It can't be worse than the couple we've had lately. So, you know, and if she fails, then we get rid of her. You know, I just, you know, her background is is in the wildlife. So, I don't know. It was purely political, but that's that's the nature of political politics these days. So, 26 years old, she's pretty young, but I'm going to give her a chance. You know, I hope she does well. Well, you know, South Dakota, you, you've been up there. I've been up there. That yeah. is a long cry from Louisiana. The issues are totally different. And, I right. just don't know how fast can she she cram and find out all of the different issues and problems we got you know here. What I'm, you know what I'm hoping comes out of it, Don? I'm hoping that she's young enough to intact new technology into our fisheries to measure the fish and and uh, you know the biometrics that we use and the 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 database that we use is so antiquated that we we setting gill nets in places that used to be land. You know it's We've got to come around to telemetry and, and, and this this different technologies like they're doing with the ducks now. It's not just bands anymore. Now they're putting radio collars, and they see what they're doing for the first time ever. You know, now we know they can fly at 30,000 feet, 160 miles an hour in a jet stream. We never would have known that with a band. Uh, true, true. So, so well, I'm we'll have to see. young enough and, and has some of that technology and, and resources, but we'll see. You know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give her every chance because she's ours now. Well, I hope she's tough because you know we got some political animals up there in Baton Rouge that are going to be taking oh, shots yeah. at her, and we got a lot of people yeah. in this audience that have basically said this is a terrible decision without ever meeting or hearing from her. And hopefully, I'm going to be able to get her on the radio, and and we'll talk about some of her goals and vision, and you know maybe some qualifications that we were unaware of that make her suitable for the job. Yeah, and, and well, if you look at the Wildlife Commission, you know not all of them are. are astute on all the issues either you know they those no, are, are, no. are there were some poor choices there yeah. exactly. so you know we, we, we've got to come around and put some sportsmen and some some people on there that don't have a, their own in, intentions and try to sway things for themselves instead of the good of all so yeah. hopefully hopefully you know i i'm i really would like to get on the, on on it you know because i think i could do a lot of good for the Wildlife Commission, I really think that I could bring a different light to a lot of it because people don't know 
reading a book doesn't get it. You have to come out here and live it. And and I've lived it for. I've been guiding 46, 47 years. My birthday today, buddy. 47. Oh, happy years. birthday! So, <laughs> yeah, I'm out here cooking and hunting and fishing. <laughs> hey, what better way to celebrate? You know. Yeah, that's right, partner. So, well, so we can talk about all those problems and solve them when we get into duck blind next week. Now, you got the harem members all ready to go. I talked to Sarah; she's ready. Janice is here; oh, she's Sarah's fired up. She got, she's got a new shotgun she wants to try on the duck, so we'll see how that? it goes. Janice, oh, she got a new shotgun. All right, yeah. Well, hopefully, we'll we'll get it to where and put some in their face where they could kill them. All right. All right, my friend. Bring in the new year, and we'll see you down there next week and uh, right. catch up with you on the next Saturday show, too. All right, buddy. Happy New Year to all our listeners. All right. CajunFishingAdventures.com. That's where they can find out information about booking those fishing and hunting trips. And there he goes, our plastic man. All right. Uh, got a few minutes to get your votes in. Uh, we're going to be back to tally it up and announce the winner. In fact, we'll place them. 4-3-2 and the number one, baddest of the bad, for 2023. That's coming up next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Uh, I do want to get to a couple of uh, messages. This one says, uh, thank you for your show. Been a listener for 25-plus years. Uh, Own and after the big storm, live on Lake Catherine. Your knowledge sharing has been a benefit to this little lady. Our place is in Zone 4 named Pugs Plan. I know where that is. Pugs Palace. I know your family has a place down the street. Anytime you're out here, stop by for a visit. I don't understand the new pick for the head of wildlife, but I give her support. I think she's going to need it. I hope she's a strong woman and not easily bullied. Here's another text from 4217 that says, Don, at 26 years old, give us a break. And and, uh, we're hearing from the Baldwin County teacher casting our vote. Thank you for that. Uh, Let's see. We've also got the old dog checking in. Um, here's one that says that guy's not in jail. Let's put him there. They're all stinkers. Don't be bad. Y'all be good. Uh, here's one that says the easiest thing to do in life is to criticize. I'm really good at it, but the hardest thing to do is to not be a hypocrite. Give Madison a chance. That's from CB. Uh, well said. All right. Let's see. We got another one says new wildlife and fisheries head. This is from 7662. Yeah, give her a chance. We can always take a fishing later, like Frito Corleone. (laughs) Just kidding. I hope you are. And this one says, uh, maybe she was active in Ohio State University wildlife as she handled Urban Meyer's legal problems. And we've got a second for the nomination of the plastic man to sit on the Wildlife and Fisheries Commission. I think he'd do a good job. Uh, Here's one, Dan in Mobile. Uh, He's got a vote for number four, although case number two was very close. Thanks for that. And let's see, we got, uh, that sure is a great picture of the little boy with a nice bass on the cover of the 2024 Fishing Regulations booklet. His smile says it all. Yeah, I agree with you there, Big E, and thank you for bringing that to our attention. All right, uh, all right let's bring in Janice Lamar. Janice, it's time. Uh, th- you've been very busy this morning, haven't you, kind of tallying up these votes? I have. It's been hard to keep up with all of these uh, text messages and the votes coming in. Well, it's time to close it out for the baddest of the bad for the year 2023. Uh, who was our last place finish? Last place is case number one, the case of the bad boys of the SEC. Okay. All right, and then a third place is case number three, the case of the mud bug litter, uh, mud bug litter bugs. That's the guys that threw 80 sacks of crawfish into a boat. What a waste that was. Right. And then and it was really close between the two finalists, wasn't it? Oh, absolutely. It's very close. 
Yeah, very close. It was uh, the third place winner, or actually with the <laughs> second place winner, is case number two, the case of the Nutria torture. That was pretty egregious. A lot of people that voted put their comments in, and that really rubbed them wrong for somebody. You know, and a, let's face it, a Nutria, you know, it's one of the lowest forms. They don't get much respect on the chain, but... Even people, uh, something like that. The river rat said it was his cousin, you know, the nutria <laughs> rat. Uh, but when you do that to an animal, uh, you know, it's just a real bad case of, of, of aggravated cruelty. And uh, yeah. he certainly deserved the place. But the winner is, let's get a drum roll, please. Okay, so the winner is case number four, the case of the three-time cheater. Yeah, this guy was real bad. How, how many votes he won? It was very close between yeah. he and number two, the, the Nutria torturer. But uh, this is the guy, three-time loser, 36-year-old Chase Kaminsky, Hermitage, Pennsylvania. He first made our bad boys. He and his partner were convicted of cheating in a big walleye tournament. And they were stuffing fish fillets and lead weights. I guess they were convinced the waymaster that walleye eat lead weights. But anyway, they got caught. And were punished. In fact, they went to jail for that. But it wasn't his first rodeo because he had been killing deer out of season. Uh, he tagged them with his wife's tags, who said, I've never killed a deer. So she sold him down the river. And then to top all of that off, after he served some jail time, he goes into a bowling alley with his son, gives him $100 bills to try to pass off counterfeit bills. He's a real three-time loser. And I agree with the audience. It's a good choice. Case of the three-time cheater, number one, baddest of the bad. That's it. All right, well, we're going to start a whole new year of bad boys. Starting next week, we'll be back here, and uh, we got a new field reporter. As I told you, you might guess who he is. It's going to kind of be a little bit of a surprise, but uh, his dad did fishing reports with me on this show 35 years ago, and now he will become our replacement for Jeff Brule, who we say goodbye to. Jeff did a great job for over 20 years, bringing us up to date on bass fishing and sockeley, white perch, brim. Uh, we thank Jeff, and uh, we thank you for listening all these years. Hope you'll tune us in and uh, hope your wishes for the outdoors in the year 2024 come true and maybe make yourself a promise to spend more time in the outdoors this year. That's going to be – maybe that will be my New Year's resolution, spend more time. All right, well, thank you for spending your time with us, and uh, we'll be doing this again next week, Saturday morning. You know what time? We start dark and early, we call it, 5 a.m. to 7 a.m., fishing reports, comments, issues, question about the outdoors, and uh, promise we're going to try to get Jeff Landry to come on and tell us about his vision for wildlife and fisheries, and also our new head, Madison Shahan, what her vision will be for restructuring and reworking a very – needy wildlife and fisheries. See you next week. Happy New Year on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Hey everyone, Boomer Esiason here. The NFL Draft is behind us and your favorite team is now gearing up for week number one. The free Odyssey app puts you right in the middle of the pro football conversation with the biggest sports radio stations from across the country. The local voices who know your team the best, giving you their unfiltered takes on the current state of your squad. It's always football season right here on the free Odyssey app. 